Hello and welcome to the latest episode in our Herbert Smith Free Hills Public M&A podcast series. Uh, my name's Antonia Kirkby and I'm joined today by Robert Moore. Today we're going to discuss what the announcement obligations are when a target receives an approach about a possible offer. Um, this is a topic that's received quite a bit of press coverage recently and uh, some target shareholders, both small and large, have complained that they had not been informed that a company in which they held shares had received a number of approaches before a firm offer was made. So I think they feel that they may have sold shares which they would otherwise have held on to if they knew there was a bid in the offing. So companies talked about in this context include Signature Aviations, which had quite a number of approaches and Garda World. So this is being called in the press shadow bidding. And the press is also reporting that the panel's um, launching an informal consultation at this stage with interested parties about reviewing the rules around the announcement of an approach. So nothing in the public domain at the moment, um, but remains to be seen if something does emerge. But I thought it was worth discussing today because much of the media coverage that I've read has not necessarily reflected what the current rules actually require. I think some people interpret the current rules as meaning a credible approach has to be announced rather than a firm intention to make an offer. So, Bob, should we start with what the rules do actually currently say? When does a target have to announce that it has received an approach about a possible offer? Thanks, Antonia. Um... So the starting point for all of this is, is rule two of the code. Now, now and any party can make an announcement at, at any point, but, but under rule 2.2c, an approach only has to be announced to the market if the target is the subject of rumour and speculation or there is an untoward movement uh, in its share price following the approach. And, and, and that's usually taken as, as 5% in one day and 10% uh, since, since the time of the approach. Um, it will be the target making the announcement in that situation, um, unless it, it has unequivocally rejected the approach, uh, in which case it reverts to the bidder, a bit like passing a baton on, as only in those circumstances will, will the bidder know whether it wants to continue uh, with, with the possible um, takeover offer. So that's if the, there is rumour and speculation after an approach has been made. What if there's rumour and speculation before an approach is made to the target? Are there any announcement obligations then? Yeah, well, well, um, in those circumstances, the, the panel will require an announcement um, if the bidder is actively considering an offer and there are reasonable grounds for concluding that that it is the potential bidder's action, uh, whether through inadequate security or otherwise, which have led to the situation. So, so you know, the, the panel will look broadly at market movements, sector movements, or other reasons which may, may lead a, a, a share price to to move. Um, but 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 but, it, but if 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 it if it looks as if it is speculation relating to relevant target. Uh, or indeed um, uh, movement that, that is untoward and can't be put down to anything else, uh, then they will require, require an announcement in those circumstances. And in that case, it will be the bidder that has to make an announcement um, and because, uh, it, you know, uh, again, the target won't know in those circumstances what the bidder's uh, plans uh, are. are. Thanks, Bob. Um, and so we're talking about this using this phrase approach, but do the rules actually say what constitutes an approach? What is meant by an approach? What 
what does a bidder have to do to, for it to actually amount to an approach? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's not in the code, but the, the practice statements which, which, which you read together with the code and indeed practice statement number 20 discusses what is meant by an approach. And it, it says that the panel executive interprets the term broadly, but normally it is when a director, representative or, or indeed an advisor to a target is informed by or on behalf of a potential bidder that is considering the possibility making an offer for the for the company it, it, it can be incredibly preliminary uh it needn't have a price it needn't be in writing it can indeed be a conversation um on unrelated matters so so it's certainly something that you, know, you have to be very careful uh if you do not intend to make an approach as the um the bar is set very low for, 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 for what can constitute one yeah, and I think I think the classic example that I've heard used sort of a number of times to illustrate it is the conversation between two two chairs on a golf course could amount to an approach, uh, even though they're clearly playing golf rather than talking about takeovers. Um, and you mentioned panel practice statement number 20. And of course, that has a lot more detail on all of this area. So if this is something you're uh, looking at or considering in detail, that is definitely the place to go. It talks about what amounts to an untoward price movement, what constitutes active consideration in all sorts of different areas. So so just to summarise, an announcement of an approach is required under the code if there's rumour or speculation or price movement, but if there is no rumour or speculation, there is no obligation under the code to announce. So moving away from the code, what about the market abuse regulation? Because that also regulates the announcements by um, listed companies of price sensitive information. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. It's it's always important to look at the, both both the code um, and indeed the market, market abuse re re regime in a bid situation, as as indeed an announcement may be required under under um, MAR, even if 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 not under the code. And indeed, for the purposes of MAR, the, the question is whether the approach is inside information, and so you have the usual um, tests to go through of whether is it precise. Uh, has it not been made public and does it relate directly or indirectly to, to um, an issue or, or financial instrument? And if it were made public, likely to have a significant effect on, on the share price and, and also known as, as a, would a reasonable investor use the information in their investment decision? Um, an approach about a possible offer is likely to meet the price sensitivity test. So the key question is, is, is indeed whether the information is precise. Uh, and now on this issue, Mar says that where information relates to future circumstances or events that may reasonably be expected to come into existence or occur, there must be a realistic prospect of the event or circumstance occurring in order for it to constitute inside information. Now, that, that won't always be the case on an approach about a possible offer. There will not necessarily be a realistic prospect of a firm offer coming following a, a, an approach. There are many sort of hurdles to get through. And, and many, indeed, most private approaches come to, um, come to nothing and, and, and are indeed never publicised. But, but Mar also says that intermediate stages leading to a particular event can themselves be inside inf information. And indeed, an approach for, for a, a, a public company, for the whole company, i.e. Not, not, not talking about the sale of a division or, or, or something that could be non-material, 
an approach is likely to meet this test. And for a, for a target, an approach will almost always amount to inside information. And so at first blush, require announcement. So uh, that leads us to the obvious question of then, why aren't approaches routinely announced? Well, MAR allows the disclosure of inside information to be delayed in certain circumstances if, if certain criteria are met. Um, the first, first of those um, being whether disclosure would be likely to prejudice the issue as legitimate interests. And of course, that, that, that includes where a matter is under the course of negotiation. And so targets are permitted to delay disclosing an approach um, where there are likely to be ongoing negotiations, provided that they meet the other grounds for delaying disclosure. And, and, and the other criteria must be met, and obvious, but always worth stating, are that confidentiality is maintained. Uh, importantly, that the delay in disclosure is not likely to mislead the public. Now, that doesn't mean that if, if there is information which isn't in the market, the market is being misled, but, but the market, of course, may be misled if an earlier statement contradicts the current undisclosed position. The, the, the examples given by, by, by ESMA include where the information is materially different from a previous public announcement of the issue, issuer, uh, or indeed is in contrast with the market's expectations where those expectations are based on signals that the issuer has previously given through management, roadshows, CEO interviews, for example. So provided confidentiality is maintained, very often the announcement of an approach can be delayed under MAR. Thanks, Bob. So having looked at what the rules say, do you think they need to be reformed? Should targets announce all approaches that they receive? No, um, if anything, that, that sort of approach is likely to cause additional confusion and uncertainty in the market, um, which the, 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 the rules are intended to, to prevent. Companies may receive a number of opportunistic approaches all the time that do not go anywhere. If they announce those approaches, they may be given greater credibility, to be honest, than they deserve. And shareholders may be making investment decisions based on an expectation of a bid that never materialises and, and never probably would have materialised. That could particularly be an issue if a bidder hasn't undertaken due diligence to confirm its price or even indicated a price. And indeed, bidders could cause significant disruption, whether intentionally or not, by making approaches at periodic intervals. Many many bids go through a number of iterations, series of negotiations before a price is settled upon or terms agreed. Um, and equally, many bids come to nothing even after an approach or, or period of negotiation. So clearly, in, in, in investors may be concerned or, or may feel disappointed when they learn that the company in which they are invested in has had a series of approaches, all of which have been rejected without any element of consultation. But that is just, I'm afraid, the nature of the beast. Thanks. Yeah, I think I agree. It's, it's, it's hard, to, even if the rules are not perfect right now, it's hard to see any solution that would make them work, you know, without any problems being 
sort of triggered for some investor or someone somewhere along the way. Um, and it's also worth bearing in mind that if you if you've got an announcement of an approach that triggers your automatic 28 day put up or shut up PUSU deadline. So the deadline by which a bidder has to either announce a firm intention to make an offer or announce it won't make an offer. And those rules were overhauled in 2011. It, in a way designed to protect targets more and the idea of tearing up that rule book again and trying to make that sort of work better for all parties um, seems like quite a hard task to me. Um, it will be interesting to see whether the panel lands on all of this and of course if they do publish a consultation or, or sort of any further guidance on this we will uh, come back to it in a future episode uh, and discuss what, what, what we are seeing. Um, thank you Bob for joining me today that was an interesting conversation and thank you to you too, our listeners. Uh, we'd welcome any feedback or thoughts you have on our podcast and any areas you'd like to see discussed in future episodes. And we look forward to you joining us on our next one. Thanks again. Bye.